This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. What am I watching? What am I watching? Gordon's Dolphins thinking upset? Did I jinx him? We'll find out next. Also via Twitter, at HardestyESPN, at ESPNNY98 underscore 7FM, at Gordon Damer. Also, along with JP and Jake the Snake, we're here until Freddie and Fitz at midnight on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, are you there? Larry, I am here. Are you watching the game? where would I rather be than with you you, right now? You'd rather be watching this game with an adult beverage in your feet up. Yeah, well, I, I, I'd rather just have the adult <laughs> beverage than rather than watch this. I mean, look, they're winning. I'm not going to complain. I get the feeling because uh, I promo code Gordon tonight, Larry, uh, oh, that the no. Dolphins, I like betting against my team because okay. if I lose the money, I'm happy. I'm happy to lose the money. Okay. Like if you could tell me every time, you know what, Gordon, you'll lose 20 bucks every week, but the Dolphins will win every time you lose 20 bucks. I'll lose 20 bucks every single week and gotcha. be smiling Gotcha. But I get the feeling that the Dolphins will, will will hammer me both ways in that they won't win the game, but they'll cover the spread, you know, they'll cover the spread of I think it was eight and a half. Um and so I'll get I'll get beaten both ways. But look, uh it's still a game. It's far more of a game than I thought going in, so hopefully it turns out well, although it probably won't. Uh gotta be more positive, Gordon. Well eight look, I, I will say this. Yeah. The Dolphins' offensive game plan was actually, I don't know, maybe it's next level because it's been so boring with Jacoby Brissett that fans were actually chanting for Tua. They've actually got, they figured out a game plan to get fans to actually want Tua. And if, and if, if Joe Buck can ever pronounce Tua Tungavailoa's name correctly mm-hmm. on the national broadcast, that would be a plus two. So you'll see. It's, it's, a, it's a wild night. It's a fun night. We got a big show tonight. So let's roll. He, he should just go with Tua. Yeah, yeah, because he's not having a whole lot of luck. He's consistent. He keeps calling him Tunga. I can't, I don't even remember what he's calling it, but it's not Tunga Vialoa. No. It's Tunga Viola. That's what he's calling him. Tunga Viola. Yeah. Like, like Frank like, Viola. Like Frank Viola. Yeah. yeah. The former Met, former twin. Yep. Yeah. That's not good. No. So, uh, Gordon, we got a lot of football to talk about tonight. Yeah. We've been doing some baseball and basketball, obviously. Uh, and we'll touch a little baseball because the Mets still haven't done anything. That's amazing. But uh, I want to talk some football. And, and, of course, we'll get to Odell Beckham changing his address, going to the Rams. And how? who says you can't go home again, Cam Newton? Who says so? Who says that, Gordon? And what does that mean for uh, one Samuel Darnold when he comes back? Well, I, I, I think that they're not expecting him back anytime soon. He injured the shoulder, and, mm-hmm. and I, I think that I don't know how many games that the, the um, Panthers have left, but whether they picked up that 50-year option or not, they're in the market for a quarterback. Yes. If you're bringing back the guy who you tried to replace now twice, right? Like they mm-hmm. went to, they got rid of Cam. They went to Teddy Bridgewater. He was okay, but yeah. they were looking to upgrade a little bit further. Didn't really land, I think, the guys that they were hoping, the real targets they were hoping to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they, they went with Sam and, and paid a you know pretty significant price. A, a second-round pick is not nothing. And, nope. and now to only be back picking up the guy that you replaced two quarterbacks mm-hmm. ago. 
good for him. Hopefully it has a happy ending for him, but mm-hmm. you're back at the quarterback market. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. And you kind of knew that early on, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you kind of knew that a couple of weeks ago that you were going to be there. That's why I've just, you know, the fact that they picked up the fifth year is just unbelievable. Oof. But it, it, you know, listen, uh, general managers have been fired for less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a tough one. But let's talk about the Jets. Let's talk about this quarterback situation. And then I have a question for you about the Dolphins quarterback, but I don't want to I, – I digress. Let me stay on focus here. Uh, Mike Greenberg. Now, you know Greeny, 10 mm-hmm. to noon. I've heard of him. Monday through Friday, right here on 987 ESPN. Yes. Phenomenal Jet fan. Fanatical Jet fan. Obsessed with the green and white. Here's what he says about Robert Sala choosing white and Zach Wilson and how he's handling this quarterback situation. The answer to the question, who is your quarterback, the long-term quarterback decision is Zach Wilson. That's it. That's the answer to the question. Zach is hurt. Mike White will play. When Zach is healthy, he's my quarterback again. That's the answer to the question. You don't have to mean it. You just have to say it. I feel like Salah is such an honest guy. He just seems like a nice person. And I think he's just answering the question honestly. But I think this is a situation in which honesty is not the best policy. Why not? What's wrong? What's wrong with him saying, you know, hey, guess what? White's gonna White is the quarterback this week. We'll take it week to week. Gordon, I have no problem with him saying that. But then what you're saying is that you already have doubts of whether or not the second overall pick is 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 up to the uh, is up to the challenge and whether or not maybe already. I mean, look, we've gone through quarterbacks here fast and furious, mm-hmm. but I mean, if this is going to set a new record, if you're at week ten. And already you're kind of having some doubts, and you'd have to say if you, if, if it is turns out that Zach Wilson is healthy, and Mike White is still starting games, well then you're saying that you have major questions about whether or not Zach Wilson's the right guy. But I'm basing it on what Mike White is doing. Good if Mike White is throwing for over 300 yards, why well, would I pull he, him yeah. out of a game? Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, well, because I, I'm taking Greeny's side. I don't necessarily I believe this is, but, but I, I think for to argue Greeny's side of this is that wh- why is the focus to win games in a year where the focus has never been about winning games? It was about getting your rookie quarterback, the second overall pick in the draft, up to speed through the bumps and all the things that go with being a rookie quarterback, so that next year after you have another big draft with two first round picks that he's kind of ready to hit the ground running in his second season and take that big step. We've seen other quarterbacks taking franchise quarterbacks taking their second year. Like, why is the focus, hey, we got to win games when nobody is really saying the Jets have to win this many games or that many games? But, Gordon, I'm not saying that the Jets are going to win just because he throws for 300 yards. Have you seen that defense? So- no, yeah, no, defense <laughs> is bad. Well, then, then again, like, to, to – there's such little prep time, right? Even in mm-hmm. training camp, there's so little prep time to get these guys ready to go. Why would you – you're not playing guys in the preseason a lot of times. No. Even when there is preseason. Mm-hmm. Why would you be shortchanging the number two pick in the draft who you have declared by picking him second in the draft that he is your franchise quarterback for a guy who is basically a journeyman who had a good game and a good quarter? Because he's running the offense the way I want the offense to be run. And the guy who I picked to run the offense is not running the offense that way. And so for me, since he – look, this all came about because he was hurt. It's not like we pulled him out. It's not like we just benched him after a game because he threw five interceptions. Yeah. Okay? He got hurt. So I'm saying – my point is, defending Robert Sala here, is listen, if the guy throws for 300 yards, 
okay, then guess what? I can wait another week to bring in Zach Wilson. I can wait because this way I know he's fully healthy. And when I believe he's fully healthy, I will bring him back in. But what you're doing by doing that, we're assuming here, I think both of us, that that Mike White continues to play well, maybe not at Mm -hmm. the level that he has, but still continues to, to lead the offense more efficiently than Zach Wilson was doing. What you're doing is you're kind of creating a quarterback controversy because whenever Zach Wilson gets back in there, unless he does exactly the same thing that Mike White was doing, I mean, he goes three and out on the first drive. If it's a home game, Larry, you know, mm-hmm. fans are going to be shouting for Mike White. Well, that ship has already sailed because <laughs> he yeah. threw for 405 yards. So they're going to be chanting for Mike White anyway. So for me, I, I just think it's more of, from Salah's standpoint, it's more of, listen, hey, Zach, you got to show me in practice that you are earning this. You got to show me something. Because clearly, Gordon, as we have discussed, I don't know whether he does it in practice and it doesn't translate to the game. How many times do we hear coaches say, oh, we had a great week of practice. I really don't know what happened. He was practicing against the Jets' defense. Of course he was great in practice. Absolutely. And so, But he's not even running. It doesn't look like he's even running the stuff that they ran in practice, Gordon, because he's not throwing to the backs. Zach Wilson doesn't throw to the backs. He's always looking downfield. Listen, I got no problem with him looking downfield, but your job, your number one job as the quarterback is to move the chains, keep those sticks moving. Well, by you tossing it down there with incompletions and bad passes and bad plays, you're not doing that. And so if I got somebody who can show you now, we'll give him the opportunity. He'll get his opportunity, Gordon, because there's no question he's going to play. He's the number two pick in the draft. He is definitely going to play. Mike White, in my humble opinion, has no chance to become the starting, the, the long-term starting quarterback of this team. No chance. But, but then why he, are you starting him? Because it, it, if and when Wilson's healthy, depending on how depending on how um, White has performed, why would I pull him out? That, I want to make Zach. I want to make Zach really, really want to earn his job back. That's obviously the, the but, thing they're looking for. Because right. Gordon, he probably could have played. He probably could have played Sunday. Yeah, uh, but I mean, d- do the Jets? And I, you can't answer this because only the Jets could answer this. Do they mm-hmm. think that he doesn't want to get the job back? I mean, like, do you, do, do they think that he needs motivation? Is that a problem that he needs motivation to try to get back in there? I think he, I would think that he's probably motivated enough. It's just whether or not he's capable of doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's not a, a, a direct parallel, but I just kind of look at Miami last year where they had – uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was clearly the better quarterback. Now, look, he's got a ton of experience. And oh, he yeah. was, he was, he came into games, but it kind of created this thing where the fan base, the coaching staff, it, it was clear that they're not on the Tua bandwagon, mm-hmm. even despite they picked him fifth in the draft. And last yeah. year was his first year, and last year it was even worse because it was a weird training camp because of the COVID stuff. He was coming off a significant injury. And already this wedge has been created for your franchise quarterback. And, and maybe that's just that he's just not good enough. Mm. But it almost feels like they created this monster by trying to win games last year rather mm. than develop their quarterback in games and let him play through his struggles where he's always kind of looking over his shoulder. Yeah. Unless they felt, Gordon, that the moment was kind of big for him and they wanted yeah. to give him a break which is what we saw the Jets kind of do with Sam Darnold using him for using his injury as a way to, okay, sit back, take a look, let's see what happens. 
And to be fair, when Darnold came back from his injury, talking about his rookie season, yeah, he did play nice. better. Yeah. And so you're hoping, if you're a Jet fan, that you know when Zach Wilson, whenever he does come back, he will play better because he's had that opportunity to sit and watch. And I just think, look, I, I know that that's how the NFL is right now. But you know what? Gordon, everybody's not Andrew Luck. Everybody's not RG3. Everybody's not ready to come in here and play right away. I know that that's what you have to do. I know that's how you do things. I know that's how that's the unofficial blueprint now to get your quarterback ready. Gordon, every quarterback is not ready because every quarterback doesn't have doesn't meet the same uh, criteria for play. They, some are system quarterbacks, even in college. Some have easy schedules. Some don't meet this, the same type of competition. So everybody's not ready. And, you know, you look at, at Zach Wilson, the way he started, Gordon, he wasn't ready. It's clear. No, he wasn't clearly. Ready. Yeah, that's not – It's. I mean, uh, uh, that's not ideal, right? Um, no. But, again, I, I, I took this year to be, you know what, it doesn't matter how many we win. Now, look, you can't win as many as you won last year. You can't win two games, right. but I don't think that that's going to be a problem. But it's almost like they're, you almost have to kind of hope that, that White gets in there and doesn't play that well because mm. then you've really kind of created this monster where people are going to be, I mean, you know, it's going to be like Jeremy Lin again. You know what I mean? Or it's going to be like one of these situations where if he starts to wear – it's. A, you almost need the other guy to come in and, and play better than what the other guy is playing at when he's your second pick. And, and it wasn't really supposed to be about him looking over his shoulder. That's why they didn't bring in a veteran quarterback. Mm -hmm. They want him to have the job and get in there. And, and maybe they've had a change of heart, but um, I, look, I agree. I think that Mike white is the right guy to start this week, yep. but I don't care really to me. If, if Zach Wilson's healthy next week, he should play. He should play. Whenever he he's play. healthy, he plays. Even if Mike White goes out there and throws for 300 yards and four touchdowns. I think that's Boy. where we disagree. Boy, I tell you, um, and, and I know it really doesn't matter, but if I'm a veteran in that locker room, I'm yeah. kind of like. <laughs> no, and I, and I can understand where they're coming I'm from. Kinda rooting, I'm yeah. kind of rooting for White. But here's the other thing, and, and this is the bottom line, is that, like you said, this year is about – Zach Wilson. And so I believe that Salah is just, you know, just not giving the, giving the answer that the, that the reporters want. And next week, after the Buffalo game, I think Zach Wilson is going to be the starter no matter what Mike White does. That's what I think yeah. it's going to be. Yeah. I, I think it will be that way. <laughs> and, and, and then the question is going to be, okay, when Wilson stinks it up, what do you do? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the there, there's no way to kind of avoid this situation. Because what do you do? Yeah. And part of it is on White, but part of it is also the fact that Wilson – this could not happen if Wilson had played even remotely well. Right. Right. So it's not it's not like it's on the Jets for creating this situation or whatnot. No. It's on Wilson. It's, it's on Wilson. I mean, primarily it's on Wilson not playing well. Now, look, he wasn't really supposed to, you know, come in and hit the ground running, but he's been so bad so far that it's tough to – it's tough to ignore especially when the, the backup, a journeyman, a guy who was drafted in the fifth round and, and never played, came in and lit it up like he did. And then yeah. the, I know it was garbage time, but Josh Johnson did the same thing. Sure did. <laughs> so it's, it's to the point now that we weren't sure whether it was LaFleur and or Wilson. Yeah, now, now we're we looking at this and it's like it's Wilson. Yeah. It's clearly Wilson.
Yeah. Wilson left and LaFleur all of a sudden became Bill Walsh. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, unbelievable. It was, it was quite a difference. Quite a what difference. do you think? Do you agree with Greeny? Is there a quarterback controversy? I, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not really sure. And Gordon, has did, Gordon did a masterful job defending Greeny. He did. Well, look, he I doesn't can believe it, s- but he did a masterful no, job. No, you know what? <laughs> I can kind of see Greeny's point. I don't necessarily agree with him mm-hmm. because I do think that this week should have been Mike White, no matter what, even if right. Wilson was healthy. Right. But um, if it goes past this week, unless yeah. you're telling me he's not healthy, right? Okay? Unless you're telling me he's not healthy, Wilson should be able to get back, and and the schedule should make him make it easier for him to come back. Yes, I want him. I want him to live through his struggles, no matter how bad they are, uh, against the Dolphins, who are terrible, uh, against the the Texans, who are terrible, and let this kid get boosted up a little bit with some game action. And you know what? If he still is bad, well, at least you have more information about what he's got to work on after this season's over. Mm-hmm. And you also have another problem. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You also got another issue. I believe that he will be the best quarterback the Jets have on their roster for this season because when you look at what he was doing in Indianapolis prior to his injury, he certainly looked like one for keepings, and he found his groove in his niche as the backup to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson will be the starter eventually because of the money. Keyshawn Johnson on KJM, 8 to 10, Monday through Fridays here on 98.7 ESPN. But we're ESPN New York tonight, Hardesty and Damer until midnight, 1-800-919-3776. And Gordon, you know what? I love Keyshawn, but I'm beginning to wonder about Keyshawn and quarterbacks. Because <laughs> Keyshawn was, you know, he was all, he was, he was driving the Sam Darnold bandwagon. Yes, he, he should was. stay. Yep. You need more yes, weapons right. around him. Mm-hmm. You know, blah, blah, blah. What are you doing with the rookie quarterback? Now I get the rookie quarterback and I understand what you're saying. Uh, about him, and yeah, it's a gamble, but I mean, it was clear. It was clear that Sam Donald needed a change of venue. Uh, so far, unfortunately, it has not worked out for him. And once again, Gordon, he's hurt. And, and, and this is another situation where, you know, he's missed time every year that he's been a pro. So I hear what he's saying about Mike White. Mike White is obviously is going to be the starter this week. He's the backup, and, you know, we understand it. And just like he says, not only because of the money, because he's the number two pick, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna be the guy. I, I mean, by that reasoning, like then no rookie quarterback should ever play, right? Like mm-hmm. almost every team is going to have the Jets are the exception, but almost every team is going to have that drafts a quarterback high up is going to have that veteran guy who's been around the block, who's won some games, and you know has has, has played for a bunch of years, and that guy is almost always going to be better at that point than the rookie quarterback just coming in unless it's even like Peyton Manning was brutal his first season and yeah. there was nothing about, wow, we got, you know, we got to win these games. So uh, I don't, I mean, look, Mike White might be better right now, but that real right now, the Jets aren't playing for right now. No, they aren't. No, they aren't. They are not. They definitely and, are not playing. And, for and the only reason why Mike White would play was like, if you're like, okay, three years down the road when we have the talent to win, Who's the quarterback going to be? I don't think it's going to be Mike White. Now, no, look, it might so not either. be Zach Wilson. Who knows? But yeah. I, I'm fairly confident it's not going to be Mike White. 
Well, if it's, if it's not Zach Wilson, then uh, that means Robert Sala's not here. No, Joe everybody's Douglas gone. Is not right, here, absolutely. Mike LaFleur is not here. And, yep. You know, there's a whole lot of people not here. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, Mike White, interviewed this week, was asked, what's the dynamic been with Zach Wilson? I don't think it's been awkward for a second. I think he's been so supportive and he's been awesome and it hasn't changed our relationship one bit and it won't. I mean, I think, like I said earlier, we were both operating on a week. I know he's operating on a week to week basis with his knee and trying to get ready and, and get healthy to play. And, and I'm obviously executing what, what job is being given to me. So he's been awesome throughout all this and, and being back on the field and, and practicing. He's been able to like, hey, I saw this and, and we're just being able to kind of go back and forth and feed off of each other and just work together. Mike, are you being recognized more? Uh, yeah, I mean, you'll get a couple like, hey, what's up, or, or hope you feel better, things like that. I took my kids to the doctor uh, the other day. They just got in town, so we took them to the doctor. The doctor said something, so that was that was pretty funny. But, I mean, the only thing that's really changed is you'll walk into the locker room and some of these guys won't stop chanting Mike White. And it's <laughs> I told them, I go, that's got to stop at some point, guys. But, yeah, I mean, you get stuff here and there, and it, it's cool, but you kind of got to brush it off almost and stay locked in. We'll see. I hope I hope there's Mike White chance because that means the offense is doing something good. So I hope to to hear some type of cheering from the fans. Hey Gordon, nothing separates a team and a locker room like a quarterback situation. That's yeah, true, <laughs> right? No, absolutely, absolutely. Guys chanting Mike White, and, and I would I would love to know in Robert Sala's mind, not not asking him a question but just inside his mind what is he rooting for this week is he rooting for Mike White to go out there and play really well or does he hope that like the Jets win despite Mike White I'm sure he's kind of hoping the Jets win that's true but like does he want Mike White to go out there and just light it up or does he want it to be the type of thing where they win in spite of him because if he goes out there and lights it up, now he's got a whole new set of problems. He just doesn't want his defense to give up 50 points. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what he wants as the defensive influence. That's what he wants right now. He, he's, he's, got, he's got so much work to do with that defense. He oh is not Lord. getting any sleep at night. But uh, it's an interesting question, Gordon. I think in his heart of hearts, he would like for – for, because of him as a coach, I think he would do whatever it takes to get a win. I just want to win. That's all I want right now. If White plays well, he plays well. If he doesn't play well, he doesn't play well. Because ultimately, I, I still believe that for them, it's whenever he's healthy, Wilson, he's going to play. That's how, I think they, that's how I think it's going to be. Whenever he's healthy, he's going to play. Whether White had a pair of 400-yard games back-to-back, if Wilson's healthy, he's going to play. I hope so. I mean, like there, there could be part of it where – I, th- I kind of think he's healthy enough to play right now. <laughs> They're going to give him the mm-hmm. extra week, and, I, and that makes sense. But, uh, well, look, here's the good thing as I'm watching uh, the Dolphins right now. No matter how the Jets handle their quarterback situation, mm-hmm. it can't be any worse than the way Miami has handled theirs over the, the, over the last two years. So um, it's a very interesting thing, uh, and, and Mike White co- has come out of nowhere here to, to make it a story. And, yeah. and it's certainly interesting, right? Because up until this point of the season, like the, 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 the interest to me in the Jets season was to see Zach Wilson when he got out there. But after a few weeks, you're like, boy, this is, this is a work in progress here. This is going to take a while. And now that Mike White has come on, it's kind of appointment TV to see yeah. if he, these guys can keep doing this. Yeah, it's true. It is. It's crazy. And 
what I'm curious to find out, and, and, and I'm trying to find out, Gordon, is like this scenario you have in Miami. Okay, Brissette started. Clearly, no <laughs> clearly, Tua <laughs> could have started because he's right. the backup. <laughs> of course. Okay, right. so Tua now comes in, and I'm seeing Brissette on the sideline throwing. I'm like, you're not coming back in the game? No. You can he- take your cap off. You can go shower. Yeah. Unless he gets hurt, you're not coming back in well, this game. Well, that's a very good possibility with Tua's injury history. It's a very good po- – if he plays two quarters in a row without getting hurt, it's, like, amazing. So, uh, yeah, it's – you know what? Brian Flores has done a good job with the defense generally in Miami, maybe not so mm-hmm. much this year, but generally mm-hmm. he's gotten – you know, put pieces in place. Yep. His handling of the quarterback situation not there good. over the two years not has good. been so bad. And in a functional organization, it would be enough to get you fired. Yeah. And it's scary because he, because he, despite the way he handled it last year, you guys had ten wins. Did have ten wins? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> despite, despite what he did, despite you had all 10 the wins. stuff, right? And probably could have had more if they would have yeah. stuck with Fitzpatrick. Exactly. Probably could have had more, but yeah, it's a yeah. strange situation. But it is. Um, you know, the Jets are. There's not a lot to sink your teeth into in terms of the team with the defense being as bad as it is. It's kind yeah. of about you know you're looking for progress here and there, but yes. now that Mike White's been in there. You take a look at the skill positions, right? Elijah Moore all of a sudden looks like all the things you heard about mm-hmm. Elijah Moore during during training camp, the running game, mm-hmm. catching passes out of the backfield. Yeah. The offensive line doesn't even look like it's that much of an issue anymore. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And, and what's cra- uh, and what's crazy I, is they've scored 30 points in back-to-back games. When was the last time the Giants scored 30 points in back-to-back games? When was the last time they scored 30 points in <laughs> <laughs> back-to-back true. games? Right. Yeah. When was the last time they scored 30? But, I mean, think about that. The, the Jets have done it with two backup quarterbacks. I know. <laughs> One guy who was making his first NFL start. <laughs> it's amazing. Wow. It's been one of those years in the National Football League, Gordon. It's been one of those years. It really has. Like tonight, Miami beating, this is, beating Baltimore 6-3. This is, this is a continuation of last week. Look, I'll tell you this. If the Dolphins win this game, and there's a long way to go. There's a full quarter left. If they end up winning this game, this is right up there with Jacksonville beating the Bills last week, the Broncos right. beating the Cowboys the way they did. Yep. I mean, this is absolutely – there's no – I'll tell you, somebody contacted me before the, the show tonight and was saying, before the game started, hey, what do you uh-huh. think about the, the Dolphins? I said, I'll be honest with you. I don't think they're – there's a very good chance they don't win another game this year. Mm-hmm. And to see them go out – and now, look, I think part of this is, is on Baltimore. Um, I don't think that they've been the sharpest short week coming off an overtime game, but hey, mm-hmm. get a win tonight. This is this is un- un- unbelievable. No question about it. And by the way, I just checked with uh, Rich Samini, ESPN.com. Yeah. Yeah. Zach is inactive this week. Flacco will be the backup. Okay. Joe Flacco is the back. Maybe, maybe Joe gets in there. And throws for 300 maybe White yards. Gets another injury. He throws for 300 <laughs> yards. Three touches. I mean, that, then you know something's well, what's going on here, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's crazy. It's in New York tonight. Hard to stay in Damer. Damer will be with us in a second. I'm trying to let him breathe through this third and goal. Seeing what happens with the uh, Dolphins. Larry, I'm making a prediction right now. Dolphins will settle for a field goal here. Ravens will come down, get the touchdown. We'll see. Oh, they got another penalty, it looks like. got another penalty, so we'll see. This has Dolphins take a six-point lead. Ravens score a touchdown, win by a point, go home, everybody miserable. But we'll we'll see. You know, I got to be honest with you. I, I give the Dolphins defense a lot of credit. 
because they've been phenomenal. Because been I great. heard, I've heard, I heard Harbaugh screaming in the locker room in my house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now he's just at the stage where he's just shaking his head on the sidelines. Yes. Oh, fouls on both teams. Okay, right. here we go. That's right. how you bail people we'll, out. We'll we'll run another play here and uh, go uh-huh. absolutely no place. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But I tell you, Gordon, you got to be happy with your day. You these play and did these play well the past couple of games? Yes. Uh yeah. Last couple of games has been uh it has been better. Um, it's been better than you know, like when they need to have the defense really play well, it has not has let them down. Like the Atlanta game, the Jacksonville mm-hmm. game, but against Buffalo, they did pretty well. I mean, they played Houston last week. Okay. Houston has had five games this year, Larry, where they've not scored ten points. Wow. And I wow. had the number. Um, look out! I, I had the number oh. during the oh, um, look at this the play. weekend. They have lost their last four road oh, games, like a hundred and something to like eight or something like that. I'm sorry, Gordon. I was just here. Uh, it's, it, this is crazy. I don't know if they're going to give him a touchdown here or say that he's down at the one yard line. I don't know. I mean, is he is he a legal? <laughs> I, I don't think so. It's the most explosive play the Dolphins have had all night. Passing the football, to the big to fella. the. Grip the, the football, big, big fella. Boom! There it goes, and the ball. Well, is he out. has crossed the plane. He had yeah, that. He has. That is absolutely. Now I don't know if you're allowed to pass the ball to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if he's allowed to carry the ball, that is absolutely 100% a touchdown. Yeah, but I think he's got to say he's eligible. I, I I don't know. Maybe they did. I'm watching with the sound down. Obviously. Yeah. Well, see, I, I was prepared. A flag. I was prepared for you, so I have the. Uh, Close caption. Oh my God! This is. Something I mean, like, they had a first and goal from the one, yes, and they, they just did. keep moving backwards here. Yeah, yeah. What? What? Like, if he's not eligible on the play, why is he catching the ball? Exactly. It's Are you drop. so unprepared? I mean, you've played football your whole life. You don't realize you're not eligible to catch the pass. He oh just like Lord. the ball was in the air. I'm getting it. Uh, I'm, I'm. This is my moment. This is it. You know, oh I'd rather God. do it than what somebody else. They, they've now gone back twenty yards here. Yeah. Nice catch, though. Oh, great good hands. Yeah, look, it was the most exciting play of this. This, I mean, they'll never put the Dolphins back on prime time. They've learned their lesson. You know, I mean, he he hit him. He hit yeah, him. Yeah, no, it was like, it, 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 yeah, he hit him. He hit him between the, and he he's standing there looking like he's expecting to catch the ball. Yeah. He hit him in stride. Right. <laughs> right between the numbers. He's, like I and said. the fact that the Dolphin other players are like, yeah, it's a touchdown. No, he's an offensive lineman. Yeah. Like I said, he's got good hands. Yeah. I give him credit. Better hands than a lot hands. of other people. <laughs> Wish he could use those hands to block somebody. That would be nice. <laughs> well, if they were the shape of a football, he would be yeah. okay. Oh, my God. They just aren't. Third well, if you're Flores, what, you're just 30 like, here? What are we, where are we at now? No, no, no. You're at the 12. Oh, okay. Is that you're all? You're at the 12. Half the distance. Yeah, you're at the 12. It's okay. Oh, my it's third and goal. Twelve. You need the Dolphin. This team needs like six plays to get twelve yards. Oh my uh, goodness! What? Good. What a they might get rid of oh, Thursday night football based on this hurt. game. No. Yeah. This game is. Uh, this has been uh, a rough watch. That's how it, it has been a rough watch. But at least yeah. it's not like seventy-two to five or something like that. You know. You know what? At least seventy-two to five. You got some. You, you some got scoring, something. Huh? You know. You need some. Yeah. You need some points. You need something. Well, listen, that's not Miami's fault. That's Baltimore's fault. Baltimore's the 6-2 the, the yeah. team here. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know, they're the ones that are, you know, with the short week, not able to click. And um, this is, you know, this is interesting. It, it really is to see, you know, if they end up losing this game, wow, what a yeah, week this a was. Loss. This is a bad <laughs> loss. 
it, like for the top tier teams, it's all about avoiding that week where you just don't you yeah. don't fire right. You know, like yeah. a lot of these teams, they just have these weeks where they're not firing, and maybe it's the short week for Baltimore. I thought it would be the short week for Miami because Baltimore is mm-hmm. a tough team to get ready for. You know, all the running, the quarterback, all those type of things. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, look, the Ravens still have a full quarter. All they got to do is score a touchdown. That should yeah. not be that difficult to do. Right. It shouldn't be. But it's, but, it's eluded yeah, them so through far. Three quarters and, you know, a few minutes, yeah. they have not been able to do that. And a missed field goal by, by their always right. reliable yeah, field goal kicker. Right. What a weird thing that is. Justin Tucker never misses. It's never. 65 yarders win games and everything else. And, 85 uh, yarders. It doesn't matter. He, right. No doesn't matter. matter. Where they are. Yep. He gets them. He gets them. It's crazy. Um, Gordon, if you were. If you were a, uh, a had some extra shekels this week. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm very curious as we look around the NFL. I'm very curious. How would you view this Browns Patriots game? Right, both teams are five and four. Uh, you've got a Cleveland team that clearly celebrated the departure of Odell Beckham Jr. last week mm-hmm. uh, by by you know playing well, and this New England team. Gordon, you know, out of all the rookie quarterbacks, I guess Mac Jones is is obviously having the most success record-wise. And part of that is because, you know, say what you want to about Belichick, okay? And, and you know, cheater, uh, you know, Jet fans, I hate you, you know, whatever it is. But this guy knows how to, you know, scheme and, and put a put a game plan together that, Helps his quarterback, and he has the defense that keeps them in games. He just, he just, he's a really good GM, Gordon. He's a really good GM. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, um, the, the Mac Jones. The the nice thing about getting picked lower in the draft is you're generally going to a better team, right? And and he has, I think, he has some pieces around him. The things about Belichick's team generally is, you know, the defense is going to be there, mm-hmm. and they they put a a focus. Not only it doesn't always work, but they put a focus on offensive line. They, they, yeah. are, they are they're yeah. fanatical about making sure that the offensive line, they realize that if you don't have an offensive line, especially with a rookie quarterback, but even with an established quarterback, you don't have an mm-hmm. offensive line, you're not doing anything. So the, he probably has the best offensive line of all the, the teams that took rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. He probably doesn't have the best skill position players. I think I'm confident in saying that. Mm-hmm. But he's got a coach who knows what he's doing. He's not going to put too much on the plate of the rookie QB. I'd actually be looking um, – I don't know what the most recent line is in that game, but uh, I actually I think I kind of like the Browns in that game. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing with the Patriots is they played some games, say some teams tough. They played the Cowboys tough. I think they played the Bucks tough, but mm-hmm. they've beaten the Jets twice. They beat the Texans. I mean, they really yeah. haven't beaten anybody so far right, this year. Right. So, um, right. but uh, yeah, Patriot. I mean, look at all of a sudden, you know, if the Bills somehow. Against all odds, do you believe in miracles? If that were to happen, if the Jets were to knock off the Bills, all of a sudden the Patriots are right behind them yeah. in that something? division. And I don't think it, I know I didn't expect that no. for sure. Mm-mm. Not this no. year. No, didn't. But you know, like you said, defensively, they they all you know he keeps you in games. The games are always close. So you're just a player two away, even with a bad team. You're just a player two away from you know winning a game and. I mean, the question is going to be, Gordon, will the talent eventually, will the talent, the talent they have, will they meet their match? You know what I mean? Will the talent they have run out? And, and when you get to a little, couple of better teams that have more depth than you, is that is that going to be the difference for this team? That That's the only thing I see. Uh, but, you know, you're right. If, if the Bills, and it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be like uh, the Jets. If the Bills have one of those games where they just, like last week, they're right there. They all they have to do is keep winning. Right. 
So All they I mean, to do. yeah. Uh, and the, the one thing you'd like to see is if you're a Bills fan, you'd like to see Josh Allen start to play a little bit better. He's not been, not really taking another big step forward this year like you kind of hoped he would. Uh, he's been kind of okay. And then last week he was, whew, that was rough. Now, I don't think the Jets have the defense to be able to put on that performance. That that would be the most unexpected thing of the entire season. You're right. More ESPN New York tonight next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight. Hardestine Damer until midnight at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. All right, Gordon, I want you to recreate the excitement you had on the uh, fumble return for the score. Well, I mean, I, I don't. It, it has to be in the moment. It has to be a legitimate thing. Um, okay, but you can but give us a yeah, I, I, look, anytime the ball comes out, whenever mm-hmm. I, I think all guys – act the same way anytime there's a fumble and your team has a chance to recover the fumble you have a go-to word or two that you go to and for me it's ball ball but you know when i see the ball on the ground i scream ball and uh when when the ball came out from marlon brown the ravens receiver caught the pass fumbled the ball it was out it was lying on the ground xavier howard was right there the dolphins picked it up and i scream ball ball Ball, ball, ball. And I just scream it all the way as he ran to the end zone and scored a touchdown. So the Dolphins now in this this game is going to live on in NFL history as one of the just the most exciting Thursday night games in the history of football. They're going to be replaying this on NFL Network. They might not even replay this once. They might take the, the NFL films of this and just set it on fire. But look, it's 15-3 <laughs> Dolphins. That's all I know. 15-3. This is just, I mean, what a terrible performance by the oh, Ravens tonight. Brutal. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. You I've can't. never been able to get on track at all. And, and look, I'm not a, 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 I've been down on Brian Flores this year. He has game planned very well tonight. He has gotten them flustered. He has put pressure on them. He has come up with all different things to throw as many guys at the quarterback as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And it has impacted Lamar Jackson tonight. I mean, there's no if, question. If you were Lamar Jackson for MVP, that MVP conversation. The guy that's winning is the guy who's not playing, and that's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Because all these other guys, be it uh, Josh Allen, be it Lamar Jackson tonight, be it Kyler Murray, be it Dak yeah. Prescott, they're all kind of falling away the, on the wayside. Meanwhile, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, who doesn't play, he looks all the better now because you saw how Jordan Love played last week. Oh, oh, man. And uh, without Aaron Rodgers, it, I think it's very possible that Aaron Rodgers, by not playing, has increased his worth in terms of the MVP vote. So it's too late for people to uh, de- to uh, uh, make uh, Lamar Jackson inactive for tonight, huh? Uh, in your fantasy, yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. It is a little too late. Look, I mean, I know, I know, I'm sure you don't play fantasy football. I Larry. do not. It no. is one of the most frustrating things in the, and you do it to yourself. You yeah. saw, you you get excited yeah. for it. You're you're a, this is the year. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right. And there's so many weird things that happen week to week. Mm-hmm. Like and this. I'm sh- yeah, like this. This is a prime <laughs> example. You know, you think, oh, you got Lamar Jackson going. And, and, and not just Lamar Jackson, all the Ravens' skill players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've done nothing tonight. Nothing. They've, done, they've scored three points. Unbelievable. And, they, and, and since the first quarter, they've really done nothing. Before that last drive, they had like 10 yards passing in the second half. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it. I mean, credit to the Dolphins players and and uh, their defense. And here you go. Oh, I thought they were going to kick it out of bounds. Um, they they came to play tonight on the they home did. field. They, it looks like I was listening to it earlier. I can't listen to it while the game's on, while the show's going on. But it mm-hmm. sounded like the crowd was kind of into it, which mm-hmm. is shocking for a team that's two and seven coming in. But mm-hmm. um, maybe the adult beverages are flowing and everybody's starting the weekend early. I tell you one thing they've done. I get to the calls is they have really Baltimore can't run wide. They can't no. run wide at all. They have stretched that. They have just stretched that defense out. They've strung it out, and you could, you're trying to go from sideline to sideline. You can't do it. You can't do it. They are just cutting you off. As soon as you turn, there's two Dolphins right there. Great game plan. Great yeah, scheme. No, he, he's done a great fantastic – he can coach defense. There's no question that he can coach defense. Mm-hmm. He's done a great job. Let's go to the phones. Lee's in Brooklyn. Lee, you're up on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, how you guys doing? Enjoying the show. Um, hey, Larry, um, you know, this guy, sometimes this guy does this. Um, he has bad games. You know, I'm listening to it on the radio, actually. I'm, I'm not seeing it. But um, sometimes he has bad games. Um, and that's pretty much what Lamar Jackson is about. I'm not going to say he's not going to win the Super Bowl, but sometimes to me, he don't have what it takes. It just doesn't seem like that. You know, Baltimore has won championships and they're a good team and a good organization. But um, sometimes he just goes back and forth. I just want to retract a statement. I didn't know that some of the players didn't have the shot. So basically, you know, that, that's the way it is that they could play, but he wasn't being honest. So basically, I wanted to just clarify that. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to say that about Baltimore. Thank you, guys. All right, Lee. Thanks for the call. Um, it, it's, it, it's funny. The, the biggest knock on Lamar Jackson Gordon was his ability, his inability to pass. Right. And then now he's he's passing better, but we can and this is not to make excuses for him or for the performance tonight. But Gordon really the only the consistent reliable receiver they have is the tight end. They, you know, they really need, you know, Sammy Watkins just made a play. He's been in and out of the lineup. He's been well-traveled. Yeah. They really need another. They could use an Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, they need a big play receiver to go along with him. Yeah. And, look, it really comes down to tonight. They have not given Lamar time to do anything. Run, no. pass. I mean, he's been sacked four times. Uh, he's been pressured consistently throughout the game. They've not been able to get any running game going nope. at all. Devontae Freeman has 28 yards so far in the game. Uh, their leading receiver, Mark Andrews, who the Dolphins always have trouble covering tight ends, has, has three catches on the night. So it's just been a masterful game plan, and these things happen. I mean, Josh Allen, uh, I, I still think that he is – I mean, he's not been ruled out for the MVP, but last week against the Jaguars, he was brutal. Hurts. Yeah, hurts. No, I it mean, it hurts. Yeah, absolutely. So it, 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 these things happen. Um, I would still take Lamar Jackson on my team. I'm not saying that he can't uh, – you know, everybody has a bad game, and, yeah. and this is certainly his tonight, that's for sure. No doubt. Mike's in Jersey. He's next on 98.7. What's up, Mike? Hey, how you doing, guys? Thank you for taking my call. I just want to talk about the vaccination. Uh, I I know we're talking about it too much. I'm just saying as a football player, right, uh, I'll break my arm. I'll I'll miss the birth of my firstborn child. Whatever I got to do for the team, whatever I got to do for the team. And now these people are drawing a line over a vaccination. It drives me nuts. Everyone in the NFL, go get your vaccination. Jesus, man. I, I just don't get it. It drives me nuts, man. And I don't know how you guys feel about it. Thank you guys for taking my call. All right, Mike. I hear you. Uh, it's very simple, Mike. And thanks for the call. It's, it's a personal thing. People have their own ideas about it. But on the team, if you're not going to do it, at least, Gordon, follow the protocol. 
Yeah. Wear the mask inside. Wear the mask. You're supposed to wear the mask, right? Cut down on your chances to help your team with guys who have been vaccinated, but cut down your chances that you, because you haven't, can get it somewhere else. I mean, that, that that's that's all you can do. That and that that was what the the league and the players association bargained with. That's the that's the way it goes. So that that's the best you can do, Gordon. Best you can yeah. do. I look. I'm. Uh, I've been pretty outspoken on different shows that I'm in favor of vaccinations. I'm on the side of science and all these type of things. Uh, mm-hmm. And if people at this point, there's there's no convincing people. Unfortunately, nope. the, the people have nope. dug. You know, they keep running these these ads during Nick games from doc the top doctor in yeah. NYC. I'm like, who is this guy talking to? I mean, like yeah. <laughs> the, the horse is gone. The the door is open. The horse is way down the street. Um, but uh, look, as you said, Larry, they have. No, no one's forcing them. The league is not forcing them to get the vaccination, but they are forcing them to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers clearly did not do that. And I think there should be some form of punishment for that. Yeah, a little bit more than what you got. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> yes. Bruce is in Flushing. Hey, Bruce, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. I want to talk about the Mets and the Yankees. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, first on the Mets. So let me get this straight. Oh, the Mets are telling candidates you can be general manager for a year, but after that year, all bets are off because we may bring in a, a new head of baseball operations. Oh, and by the way, we're going to bring in the head of baseball operations, but we don't know if it's going to be next year or two years from now. Is that how you want a franchise? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's ama- I saw that headline, Bruce, about David Stern is still in the running for next year. I'm like, next year? We're already looking towards next year? Yikes. Bruce, Bruce don't you feel sorry for me? <laughs> Bruce, don't you, don't, don't, don't you for a moment, you know, while, while you're going through all your Yankee championships and looking about, oh, Brian Cashman doesn't know what he's doing. I don't even have a GM. I don't even have one. Don't you feel sorry for me, Bruce, a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I feel sorry for you about especially about the Jets too. You know, you haven't guys haven't won a Super Bowl in what, fifty years? Uh fifty two. Yeah, fifty two. But who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get to the Yankees also. Okay. Evidently Hal doesn't like losing because if I'm listening to these stories and it's hard for me to believe this. So they're going after Brian Reynolds. So you're going to make um, the center field you have now, who's got $40 million to go on his contract, a back, a fourth outfielder? Boy, how does that like losing? He yeah, doesn't well, expect I mean, him unfortunately, to play. He, he is a fourth outfielder. <laughs> I mean, whether is, you make him role. one or not, right? <laughs> I mean, for all this time, Brian Katz kept saying, Aaron Hicks is our center fielder. He's injured. But now you're saying, well, there's no guarantee. We're going after Reynolds and – it seems to me that Hal has taken, you know, I have to spend some money in this offseason, especially if he's going after these shortstops, which, again, I'm not particularly crazy about. Um, I mean, if I'm going to spend money on, on a shortstop, I would do it on Correa. And, again, for all those people who are writing about all the Yankee fans, you know, wouldn't like Correa as a shortstop, I had to live with Clemens for a number of years. If I can live with Clemens, I can live with Correa. I mean, that's bottom yeah, but, line, but it, the, the, it seems evident that the Yankees are willing to spend mega bucks. But I do think they're making a little bit of a mistake if they spend so much money on shortstop when they have so many two kids coming up in, in, in the pipeline. I'd rather spend that money 
and other things. But Val's going to spend. But if 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 Hal is is going to um, spend money and everything, so I guess money doesn't mean mean anything anymore. The only thing about the Correa thing, Bruce, is that Judge has been so vocal about the Astros and all these different things. Like, like if he's okay, if Judge is okay with it, well, then I guess fans have to be okay with it. But I, I just don't – I would be kind of surprised if Judge is okay with, hey, let's go – especially since Judge is still kind of waiting to get paid by the organization himself. Yeah. All right. I just it's, – it, it's going to be interesting next few yes, weeks. Yes, absolutely. The whole thing is we may not even have a baseball season for four or five months yet. You know, if you listen to the, the talk about the, the basic agreement. So it's going to be interesting next few weeks to see what happens. You're right, Bruce, and that's and thanks for the phone call. And that's what's so frustrating with an organization that doesn't have a front office team in place, Gordon. This is the time yeah. you need to get this stuff done. You know what are you going to do? You're going to wait till whenever they they come back, whenever this is, whenever they just assuming there is a lockout. And listen, I, I kind of agree with Jeff Patson. I think Gordon, I think there's going to be one because there's you know they don't they don't trust each other to do anything. And so to get them in a room to try to solve something yeah. in, a lo- in a short amount of time is virtually impossible. It's not happening. Well, look, w- remember when the, the whole pandemic started and baseball was going to bring us back and, and they were still fighting with each other tooth and nail every step of the way, you know, in the, in the midst of this, this global health crisis and everything else, and they, they couldn't put their differences aside until, like, the last minute to finally figure out something. So... Yeah, I, 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 I hope that it's not the case. December first is my birthday, so I'd is love it to. Really? Yeah, I would love to. I would, I'd love to have baseball cleared up by December first. It's just, how can you, when it's the same thing every single solitary time? How could you have any optimism that they're not going to have some? Even when it's like, well, all signs are pointing towards the baseball season being on track. You know that two seconds later, there's going to be something that comes along and and throws a monkey wrench in the whole thing. No question about it. Uh, I have a phrase for you as far as that's concerned. I think it's going to be a belated gift. Yeah, it might be. Probably like maybe towards uh, Mrs. Damer's birthday. (laughs) Well, she's in (laughs) February, so that might be her outright, Larry. (laughs) It might be there. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.